This is a podcast about male vulnerability. Vulnerability is not synonymous with weakness. It's about looking inward before accepting, critically reflecting, and expressing our individual perspective. This perspective isn't about being wrong or right. It's about, as a male, encouraging a humble openness amongst others and with yourself. Intro episode. I guess we should probably start by introducing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Alex, do you want to kick us off? Okay. Um, my name's Alex. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm 24, turning 25 in a couple of weeks. Well, depending on when this comes out. <laughs> um, I'm a man. I identify as a man. Um, uh, in terms of other things that are kind of necessary or, or appropriate for the podcast, probably I don't really need to say much else other than um, I enjoy talking and I enjoy thinking about um, the responsibilities that I have in this world and interactions with each other. Um, yeah. What about you, Eddie? Introduce yourself. Um, my name's Eddie. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, 25. Also nice. identify as a male. Yeah. Um, I guess probably I don't like talking as much as you necessarily, but I think... <laughs> well, that's I, an early dig. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've definitely, in a similar sense, recognised, I guess, my responsibility as a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I guess, as I've grown up as well, recognise that with the voice I do have and mm-hmm. potentially with... The way I do think um, I have a responsibility to kind of share that a bit more. Yep. Which is what sort of led us here um, as well. So, obviously, we've been friends for a while, what, seven years? Yes. We're just kind yes. of talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the day I, the first day I met you, I posted a photo on Instagram. Yeah, correct. Sure? Which yeah. is, yeah, which made, it, it. which made it real. <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess over seven years, obviously, our friendship has evolved in that time as we've grown up and become young adults and whatnot um barely for me barely yeah yeah but (laughs) it's definitely changed um and i think saying obviously we've been talking a lot about recently has just been that um i guess that male experience that Mm -hmm. experience of being a male and not necessarily talking as much as we should and obviously now it's a hot topic of discussion around uh, mental health and male suicide and whatnot Mm -hmm. Which isn't necessarily what we're going to get deep into. No. Um, but I think it's something that sort of led us to this point. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the last few years has definitely, um, there's definitely been a reconsideration of the role of men in the public space. Yep. Um, I mean, more specifically, obviously, with the Me Too movements. Um, and so I think that, that of the last few years, coupled with the fact that we're quarter life, 25, 24. Yeah, correct. Um, this kind of reflection period of, um, you know, how, how have I, how have I been living? What, what do I consider a man? What, what, what have I been doing as a man? What have I done for my younger self? And, and seeing how that fits in with a, with a rapidly changing society. Um, and yeah, also I think just reflecting that and, and realizing that our conversations with ourselves and our friends, are, um, whether they're always positive whether there's things we can change that we just take things for granted like we just talked that we were friends for seven years but i mean we've both got friends that we've had for way longer yeah friends that i've had for 14 15 years and it's just about i guess kind of 
taking stock of how we interact with each other, what kind of um, messages are we encouraging for ourselves and for groups and for men in general. And yeah. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, it's a good point. And I think both of our hope for this podcast would be it would help provide a sort of pause moment. Uh, yeah. Pause, not just to, I guess, stop and sort of block out the world and have some kind of escape. Um, more so like a pause to, I guess, reflect and think and kind of consider your own life and the role you play in your relationships and your friendships and mm -hmm. what that looks like and how you interact with different people um, and just considering whether or not you're happy with that. Yeah. And what you might do to change kind of from speaking from our own experiences and yeah. how we try to interact and how we try to um, behave and how we try to play out our role as males, yep. partners, whatever else that might look like yep. um, in the present or future. Yep. Um, and yeah, for sure. Um, we've just got a f few, I guess, kind of loose questions that we should kind of probably answer for this introduction. Um, and just kind of carry that on. Um, and I'll just kind of start off. I'll, I'll ask this to you, Eddie. I mean, um, so yeah, just quite simply, we're, we're talking on it. It's reflection. Um, we can just start right at the beginning. Growing up, what do you, what was your idea of a man? What did, what did you take to be manly or manlike or manlike? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. Big question. Um, I mean, definitely growing up, idea of a man was someone who was a leader, mm -hmm. um, someone who was strong, um, both physically and mentally, um, athletic as well, having grown up with a lot of sport yeah. um, surrounding and kind of all of my heroes growing up um, were very athletic people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like the first hero I remember is like, you know, Thierry Henry. Yeah. Um, right. Arsenal, okay. Arsenal that's superstar. Ar that's just quietly. <laughs> Arsenal player. Yeah. yeah. Um, You're not an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Correct. Um, but then I think it was, um, also with that, it was very much about keeping things to yourself, um, maintaining face, uh, making sure that you didn't demonstrate weakness. Um, not necessarily, being too emotionally involved in anything, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. always approaching things in a very pragmatic sense was definitely my ideas of a man. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we both share a pretty similar personal example for that, like um, saving face, being emotionally kind of you know st uh, stoic and strong. Mm. I think I'd given the example before we talked a little while ago that when I was younger in primary school, you'd cry a lot. Yep. absolutely just cry a lot and teachers would kind of call me out for it I would cry about death whatever all my kind of yeah, existential, yeah, 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 existential yeah, yeah. stuff and I would say like oh, I'm not afraid of crying like boys can cry too and yada yada so I was being a strong feminist when I was in primary but then as high school came along and, and I found myself being again quite emotional if a teacher told me off because I was chatty and talk back so I was getting into those situations that I couldn't cry not that anyone was telling me to but if I was crying, it, it was going to be seen as a sign of weakness and in an all-boys school, I was going to be absolutely pounced on and destroyed. Yeah. So for a long time there, I kind of forgot how to cry. Yeah. Um, and did you, I think you mentioned that you kind of shared something a bit similar in that regard. And I'm sure it's true of a lot of young boys. Yeah, very similar. Yeah. Very similar from personal experience. I think like definitely growing up um, was very emotional behind mm. closed doors and whatnot mm -hmm. and even having brothers still didn't change yep. but then yeah it was definitely like a turning point where it was probably um i would say early maybe mid high school yep. as well um where yeah just kind of made that decision where it's like i'm just gonna stop this i'm just yeah. gonna be 
a different person. I'm going to kind of remove my <laughs> emotions That's from crazy. a lot of these situations, crazy. and yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna change, whether for the better or for the worse. I was just like, I'm, yeah. I'm changing. Isn't that wild? How we just at some point, and even just young, just be like, I'm going to stop crying. Yeah, I'm going to stop having a very normal and understandable reaction to an overwhelming situation. Yeah. Just for, I don't know, for what reasons? <laughs> Just it's, because. Yeah, that's, I think, obviously the hang-ups and the, the impacts of that are far-reaching. And Well, with that, I guess, for you, what do you think has changed in terms of your idea of a man, but then also your idea of your own character as a human being? Um, I think maybe though those two can kind of be connected. I think my idea of a man now is someone that understands themselves. Um, I know that's that's a kind of safe and maybe a little bit complicated answer. Yeah. Um, but so, I mean, for myself, I am an emotional person. Yeah. And I really do not think it is beneficial to me to continually be emotionally distant. Yeah. And emotionally cut off from situations. Yeah. And I consistently fall into that trap. Yeah. Uh, I read a lot, I write a lot, think that I'm far smarter than what I am. So, and then there's this, there's this culture of like within intellectual stuff that, oh, you can't be emotional, you can't be all this stuff. So, yeah, I think for me, a man and what I would like to be um, as a man and what I would like to see in others is um, just kind of understanding that, they, that their emotions and experiences are varied and diverse and need to be understood. And you're not just supposed to be strong and all these words that we've, taken up you've got to be yeah, strong and brave and all this stuff you're not supposed to just be yeah. these things that it is far more fluid and can i ask i guess yep. what have you done to develop that self-understanding or probably better develop that self-understanding of yourself like what have you done deliberately um what i think i've done deliberately is um just force myself to cry a lot more no no that's what i, I think what i've what i've done is listen a lot more to, um, you know, this is the expected answer, but it listened to a lot more of women in my life. Okay. Um, and paid a lot of attention to those social movements that we start, that we said at the start. Yeah. Me too movements and kind of just realizing that there is a varied experience of reality, um, between genders and between individuals and to just, yeah, kind of try and listen and, and, and see and see healthy patterns that I think um, that I would like to take up and to know and, and to also kind of reflect that when I'm in a bad state mentally after it's been weeks and weeks and weeks to know that, hey, have I been emotionally vulnerable? Have I been open? Have I outpoured my heart to myself, to my friends? Um, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, a big thing, a simple thing. is just cultivating more conversations with friends, like I guess the one that we're having now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and knowing that you can't speak to every person like that, but just yeah, being very specific and being very, um, uh, I don't want to say the word authentic, but just showing great intent that you're going to have a conversation about yourself and about your emotions. Yeah. And that it doesn't need to be a joke and it doesn't need to be a cover up or an escape. Or yeah, 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 yeah. What about you? Um, I think definitely recognizing that Communication and relationships and friendships or whatever are sort of um, a two-way streets. Yep. I think in every communication, recognizing that is definitely a sender and receiver. Mm -hmm. I think potentially previously, I used to kind of just be like, oh, that's just how they've received it. 
So, for example, if I right, was, right. if I had More responsibility on them. Correct. Yeah, if yeah. I had said something or done something that potentially might have hurt the other person, it was on the receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. my intent wasn't to do that, then it's on the receiver. Whereas I think something I've definitely developed yeah. or become better at is recognizing that potentially me as a sender needs to kind of reflect and reconsider how. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like whether, yeah, how, yeah. whether my actions or like my verbal communication or whatever it might be, yeah. any form of communication comes across. And I think in that, then recognize what I need to do to sort of change in order to be, not just be the person I want to be, but also to reflect the person I want to be to others as yeah. well. Do you, do you think that that is a specific problem within masculine interactions that like all... Um, all duty and onus is on the receiver to kind of just like for them to just know who you are and to accept like just accept whatever you're saying do you think that's a very specific masculine thing that we have this problem with that the way you say things how you say things is just as important as what you're saying yeah i think it definitely skews more masculine if you had to i guess assign the issue to a, a gender or like one side of a spectrum yeah. definitely skews more masculine. Yeah. And I think it always comes from that place where it's sort of like you get raised almost to think like, you know, um, water for duck's back, so to speak. Yeah. Someone says something to you, it's like, don't take it to heart. Yeah. You're, you're a man, you yeah, know, yeah. man up sort of thing. There's always obviously that whole um, culture of like boys kind of teasing each other and that's like, you know, yeah. how they demonstrate sort of their love, particularly yeah. in friendships growing up and whatnot. Which isn't necessarily always bad. No. I think I think there is a strengthening that comes with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I think um, having some levity in, in times of real seriousness is always beneficial. Well, not always, but it, it's that, that can be very beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's a I think what you raise is a super super important point. Um and yeah, and and would you would you consider that as um as something that you would continue to that you would like to continue to embrace and encourage within others as well? Yeah, definitely. I think yeah. it's definitely a beneficial quality for everyone to embrace more of. Mm-hmm. I think like self-reflection generally yep. speaking Broadly speaking, however you need to do it or um, whatever works for you, I think it's just something that everyone should employ. I know, like, personally, I think pausing, trying to find time to pause after any kind of moments that don't sit right. So I think it's like if, for example, I don't know, um, might have, like, a not necessarily an argument, but Mm. might be told, like, I don't like the way you're doing this by like say my partner. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way you say this. It makes mm-hmm. me feel like this. Mm-hmm. I think in that moment I should be pausing, not necessarily reacting, but just trying to understand. So mm-hmm. I, I can take that away yep. into a sort of self-reflection. And it's not necessarily like this like formal process where it's like, all right, let's sit down. Yeah. Let me, yeah, let yeah. me ask you a few questions about yeah. the situation and, you know, treat it like a subject, but I think it's just being like cognizant of the fact that, yeah, you need to take stock and take understanding and yeah. listen in order to sort of then, you know, step into your own space and learn. And I think what's important, something that I think I've done before and I know others have done too, if that situation happens, to not try and um, rationalize it away is that they've got other issues on in their life and that's why they're reacting this way to you. Yeah. I think that is like a weapon that specifically that I've used and men as my friends that I have as well that 
that that's that's really delegitimizes the importance and the seriousness of your interactions. Yeah. And again, that puts the the as you're saying like the um the responsibility on the receiver to be yeah. like, oh, you're just you're just you're just reacting poorly to how I said go get something or whatever because you're dealing with other stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's something that I think I've seen myself and countless men do. And I think it's really that that is a really really problematic way of of uh, having human interactions. Yeah, and it's so fun ingrained in us. Like as I was kind of sharing that example, I was thinking about a situation this morning. Yeah, where I didn't deal with it in the way I've kind of almost like advised myself to deal with it. Yeah, because it's just like natural. Is just like ah, oh, you're overreacting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that's the, that's like, the yeah. classic one. You're, proje- yeah. you're projecting. I know, and, and, and <laughs> yeah. that's something that's be- that's picked up a lot of steam recently like i think in this like the age of self-help and like you know everyone projects it's not you and like yeah like i get that i get that but sometimes it is you <laughs> and you need to deal with how you're interacting with other people because yeah. as i said it's not just the words it's how you're saying them how you're dealing with your body your yeah, your, your demeanor um it's a whole history of certain things that you haven't dealt with in your past and yeah. that word could be bringing up um so yeah and i think this I think we're circling around this and the word that we're going to consistently use and that we like is vulnerability, right? Yeah. Um, well, to you, I think I'll, I'll ask you the question since I started off this stream of thought. What you've been describing, is that what you describe as being vulnerable? Yeah. I think it's definitely as an element of taking a step back, um, looking internally. I think before expressing outwardly what your thoughts and emotions are, I think emotions being the key difference, particularly um, for myself, and I'm sure this would be also true of many males, Mm. I think we're very quick and we find it probably quite easy to project our thoughts without even any... Yes. Without much consideration for our emotions, but I know something that definitely... I've had to get better at mm. is considering also expressing what my emotions are in situations in order to better convey my thoughts as well. Yeah. Um, Cause I think it's very, we feel very empowered yeah. always to just kind of speak. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I mean like my, my, I started off being, I'm chatty. That could definitely be caught up in the fact that I am a man and represent and identify as a man. And, and I feel that I, I can speak whenever I'd like and people should listen. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. There's, there's something there. Tons, yeah. tons of your privilege. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Cancel yeah. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. But I think it's, I guess it's silly to try to um, reconcile things without recognizing how they made you feel. And yep. I think that's sort of like a big thing moving forward in terms of obviously your mental health and even just your general well-being that it's like in order to be well, you need to recognize um, when kind of like toxic toxic things are coming in yep. and negative things are coming in and how you process those things in order to maintain um, your well-being because yep. it's sort of like, I guess, your mind is essentially like an ecosystem like any other yep. um, and it can't just take in all this shit without having a process yep. for how it, you know, redistributes that shit yep. and sorts through it. Yeah, um, and that's an emotional processing as well. Yeah, correct. Um, emotions and thoughts are not, separate things they're not mutually exclusive yeah um and i think i think men far too often and i myself fall into that trap yeah um but i i'll throw the question to you now yep. since you've been uh hammering me today <laughs> um yeah what are some things that 
you're trying to do in your day to day to kind of be more vulnerable. Um, so like, what is, I guess, what does vulnerability look like for you each day? Yeah, I think it's really trying to take stock of how a range of different um, things in my day-to-day life and history and, and all that stuff can actually be impacting me. Um, and that things things aren't... I think, I think I've had always had this tendency to be like, oh, let's, let's sort this out now. Let's figure this out now. If I'm having interaction or disagreement, let's figure it out now. Yeah. If I'm having interaction, disagreement with myself internally, there's something that's not making sense. Like, let's figure it out now. Yeah. And I think thing that I'm being the, the, the biggest lesson for me, vulnerability is that things don't get solved as quick as you'd like them to be. Not always. Yeah. Not always. And even when something is solved or it's gotten the space to breathe or whatever, that it's still going. It's still an ongoing thing. Mm. That I think I definitely have treated in the past with my relationships that like, oh, I screwed up here. I've made up for it. That's it. Yeah. That that's the end of that's the end of that discussion. Yeah, yeah. And that's not how that that's not how that works. Yeah. Um, I mean, for my own mental health, like, oh, you know, I was I was okay today. I was okay last week. I figured this out. I I knew I oh, I'm so brilliantly smart. I realized I was upset because I didn't do this. Yeah. Great. That's just one one avenue, one example. I might be correct, but to know that that's not this isn't simple. It's not going to be an easy thing. Yeah. Um, and vulnerability is ongoing, consistent consistently in, um, introspective, consistently open in your introspection with others. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think that's basically the thing that I've been trying to do a lot with vulnerability is to, I guess just, yeah, just even more simply, just realize that I don't have it all together. Yeah. In a very <laughs> And not pretending like you do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, and I think there's definitely a beauty in that, that, Obviously, again, we kind of reflect on this whole new world of self-care, self-help, which sort of suggests that if we're, you know, employing self-help and self-care... You're going to be fine. Well, more so that we don't have it all together without necessarily saying it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Without necessarily saying what's wrong or why we're sort of like... Well, yeah, for sure. ...trying to implement these self-care methods. But I think like there's a... I mean, it says something about... Um, our culture at the moment but anyways nonetheless in our own personal lives I think it's a really cool point though like I, yeah. think, I think you're spot on there with like the branding and advertising and marketing of self-help is implicitly suggesting that you are not doing it and you and you don't have it yeah yeah so yeah. I think that's a and then you partaking in it is like there's a whole nother thing going on there yeah, as well, yeah exactly is, yeah but go on sorry yeah no no I think it's just yeah I think it's it is so important to recognize that no one has it all together yep. all the time. And there's obviously, there's great times and life is very good. Yep. Um, and there's average times, there's bad times and there's average moments and bad moments yep. that could easily kind of blow up into bigger things. But yep. I think it's constantly recognizing and also, I guess, taking the time to build those habits because a lot of these things I know personally aren't natural. Like it's very unnatural for me to speak about my feelings or Mm. how someone made me feel or, Mm. um, you know, what someone did to me and how it hurt me. Very unnatural. Yeah. Like, I, I, like the natural reaction for me is to bury it. Yeah. Bury bury it it or get get angry. Exactly. Until the day I die, you know what I mean? (laughs) So I'm not sitting here pretending like it's an easy process. Like you said, it's like, you know, 
can be hard. But I think the benefit of trying to build that habit far outweighs, um, I guess, whatever um, negatives you could try to kind of, I guess, push it away with up yep. front. Yeah, you know, in terms of effort, the effort required to build those habits. Yeah, I think it's definitely a far more beneficial way to kind of live. Yeah, far more beneficial way um, to interact with yourself. Yep, and then obviously then reaps benefits in terms of uh, more positive interactions with other people as well. Yeah, and I think what we're realizing, and that we're going to realize, and what we said with the reflection as well, um, yeah, it's a period of reflection that, and and the episodes to come after this, we can call them episodes. Yeah, why not? Yeah, episodes. Sure. Yeah. Um, is that, yeah, that, that energy needs to carry through through um, all the many different ways that we interact with others, with ourselves, within different lives and situations that yeah. this is not something um, inbuilt. I don't know really what is inbuilt. That's another question. Mm. Um, but it's definitely something that either it's been implicitly or explicitly taught to us as men and that we've seen in others is that this is, this is a, almost a rewiring. This is a long, yeah. it's going to be a long process. It's not... Not just yeah. something you just click your fingers yeah. and, oh, I'm now vulnerable mm-hmm. emotionally. So every interaction now I have is a healthy one. Long process, short yeah. seasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. And, and cause there's going to be, there's going to be things that you just take for give that you've been taking for granted for so many years that you're going to then have to, and I'm going to have to, um, reconsider, uh, my relationship with my parents, friends, um, myself, grandparents, Jobs, works, my career, what I'd like to do, all these kinds of things. Yeah, um, absolutely. That, I yeah. Guess, yeah. I mean, our only hope is that people, males, females, whoever can, shall listen, will come along for a ride yep. with us. I yep. guess through this process, we're hoping to learn a bit about ourselves and we're going to try and be, I guess, as personal, personal about it as we can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to try and reflect on our own stories. We're going to try to um, talk about our own challenges. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, hopefully, I guess, we'll probably learn some things from each other, whether it be live on this podcast and or um, separate post or pre-sessions. But yep. I think if we can all kind of have this conversation and start it together, uh, we'll only all be better for it, realistically. Yeah. I mean, just on that, I mean, the spirit of vulnerability, like you said, like, yeah, we we have consistent... What what you're hearing and recorded as well. I mean, we we have consistent conversations before and after as well. The yeah. conversation is flowing between each and every one, and you know sometimes maybe we think like, oh, I could have said this, I could have said that, and this. Like it's it's all it's not just five episodes of twenty odd minutes. Yeah, it's weeks of and hours of just conversations that go on after, and they should continue on within their own lives as well. Yeah, yeah, no, good all chat. Right. Yeah, thanks for chatting. No worries. If you want to keep chatting, follow us on Instagram at eddieandalex.mp3. Catch ya.